Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. This is Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Well, it's official. 2023 was the hottest year on record. That's according to the latest findings from the Copernicus 2023 Global Climate Highlights Report. And not only was 2023 the hottest, it was also the first year on record where all days were in excess of 1 degree Celsius above pre-industrial levels with two days exceeding 2 degrees for the first time. Now, close to 50% of days were 1.5 degrees warmer compared with the period before the mass burning of fossil fuels, which ignited the climate crisis. The Copernicus Climate Change Service monitored several key climate indicators throughout the year, reporting on record-breaking conditions such as the hottest month on record and daily global temperature averages briefly surpassing pre-industrial levels by more than 2 degrees Celsius. All European countries need to drive down carbon emissions, and this is an undeniable uh, tough undertaking. But data from the Copernicus services, such as C3S and CAMS, can play an important role to demonstrate progress towards net zero. Beyond the continuation of the measurement of current parameters, the Copernicus program will also soon deploy new satellites to offer the possibility to monitor CO2 anthropogenic emissions in support of the UNFCCC climate agreement. That was Mauro Faccini, head of Unit for Earth Observation at the European Commission, speaking at the ECMWF Copernicus Global Climate Highlights 2023 press conference. Unprecedented global temperatures from June onwards led 2023 to become the warmest year on record, overtaking by a large margin 2016, which was the previous warmest year. The 2023 Global Climate Highlights Report presents a general summary of 2023's most relevant climate extremes and the main drivers behind them, such as greenhouse gas concentrations, El Nino and other natural variations. The climate of the last 12 months has been once more exceptional. At C3S, our job is to operationally provide the best available evidence about the climate around us and its alterations. Our aim is to develop and deliver actionable information for our user and the policymaker, rather than blue sky research. There are three main points I would like to draw your attention to. As Maros stated in his introduction, 2023 has been by a large margin, the warmest year in our record that goes back to the 1940s. Not only that, in unlikelihood, we have just been through the warmest year of our history and quite possibly one of the warmest or the warmest of the last 100,000 years. I really would like this to sing with you. This basically means that our cities, our roads, our monuments, our farms, in practice all human activities, never had to cope with the climate this war. There were simply no cities, no books, agriculture, or domesticated animals on this planet last time the temperature was so high. This calls for a fundamental rethink of the way in which we assess our environmental risk, as our history is no longer a good proxy for the unprecedented climate we are already experiencing. Second point, 
For the climate of this planet to be steady, there needs to be a fine balance between the incoming radiation from the sun and the radiation that the planet emits, emits back into space. The increase in the concentration of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, largely induced by the combustion of fossil fuel, has altered such a balance and consequently has increased the temperature of the planet. Unless we manage to rapidly stabilize the concentration of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, we can't expect different results from those we've seen in recent months. On the contrary, following the current trajectory, in a few years' time, the record-breaking year of 2023 will probably be remembered as a cool year. Third, there are several climate events in 2023 um, while several, several climate events in 2023 took climate professionals by surprise, the information scientists made available over the last few decades provided a very useful guidance um, for what we have experienced this year. Our society urgently needs to improve its ability to effectively use the information, knowledge and data that climate science and services such as Copernicus Climate Change Service openly and freely provide. Carlo Bonatempo there, who is the director of Copernicus Climate Change Services, ECMWF. Other key highlights of the report state that 2023 was remarkable for Antarctic sea ice. It reached record low extents. A large number of extreme events were also recorded across the globe, including heat waves, floods, droughts and wildfires. Estimated global wildfire carbon emissions in 2023 increased by 30% on-year, driven largely by persistent wildfires in Canada. To help us better understand what all this means and to enable us to better track the global climate, a new tool has been launched. Samantha Burgess, who is the Deputy Director at Copernicus Climate Change Service, ECMWF, shares the details. So we've seen throughout 2023 the importance of closely monitoring our climate. I'm delighted to share a new application, Climate Pulse, that C3S and ECMWF are developing, which will launch later this month. This new interactive tool will enable everyone to not only look at how our climate is changing, but to download and share the data and graphics. Both time series and maps, both absolute temperatures and temperature anomalies, both global surface air temperature and sea surface temperatures, comparing different years and different regions to understand the climate on daily, monthly and annual timescales. It is based on the same data that C3S uses for our climate monitoring, the global reanalysis data set ERA-5. Although ERA-5 is already available for free and open on the C3S climate data store, through Climate Pulse, the data will be post-processed and available just two days behind real time to enable everyone to understand how our climate is changing and to start conversations about climate. Now you can access the full report on the Copernicus website. That's climate.copernicus.eu. And it's interesting because the Copernicus update was published just hours after news reports published stated that Azerbaijan, which is hosting this year's UN Climate Talks, plans to increase its fossil fuel production by a third over the next decade. Well, that's according to an analysis shared exclusively with The Guardian newspaper in the UK. This isn't the first controversial piece of news regarding this year's climate talks. 
Azerbaijan has named a former oil executive president of the next UN climate summit. Mukhtar Babayev worked for Azerbaijan's state oil company for more than 25 years. Here's a report with more by the BBC's Matt McGrath. Little is known about the new president-designate of COP29, except that he has a long association with the oil industry in Azerbaijan. His predecessor in the role at COP28, Sultan Al-Jabur, from the United Arab Emirates, was also an experienced oil executive. Mr. Jabur succeeded in gaining agreement among almost 200 countries to transition away from fossil fuels in energy systems. Many climate campaigners, though, are unhappy with the appointment, concerned over the role of what they call authoritarian petrostates in climate negotiations. Well, you're up to date now on all the latest eco news. I'm Rachel Kelly, and you've been listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3.